something outside. What is that? go 
go big or go home kind of idea. And um, that's kind of how it started. In 2016, I did my first conference in uh, Kennewick, Washington. Um, the, the other two guys that were going to help, um, they lived back east, in, uh, and they were really unable to do anything to assist. You know, they helped me get some contacts and that sort of thing. And But um, 2016 was a blast. We opened up and had, you know, well over 600 people showed up for that one. And that was a pretty good start for a, a first conference uh-huh. um, at the venue that we had. Um, the lineup of speakers was great. It was just, it was something else. Um, if I recall correctly, we had um, Ron Moorhead, we had uh, Cliff Berrickman, we had, uh, who all do we have, um, I think? Uh, I know Bob uh, Gimlin was there. I. We, Yep, Shane, Shane you, and I, uh, yeah, Gunner yeah, and Shane. Yeah. Yes. I, I was going to uh-huh. say that last. You kind of rushed me. You didn't rush me. I, I was looking at your picture when you, I was you thinking look like, that. You sound like you're, sound like you're grabbing. You were grasping there. Derek Randalls, I know, was spoke for the Olympic yeah. Project. Yeah. It was yeah, a great. Lauren Coleman was, was great, there. Yeah, it was Adam a heck of a lineup. Davis, Ken yeah. Gerhart was there. Adam Davis, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a blast. We had just, um, for a, a kickoff conference, we had just a, a lot of fun, some really, really great speakers. So it was fun. So it was so much fun that I thought, well, let's do it again. So we hit 2017, and last year, um, instead of going through the lineup of speakers, I'll tell you the one uh, speaker that stood out in my mind the most, and I think you'll agree. Um, I was lucky enough to have Dr. John Bindernuggle at the conference as a speaker, yeah. and that was the last conference that he hit. And what a generous, loving, kind man. And that's the one guy that – um, if you're ever going to model yourself after, that's the one guy to do because he had a kind word for everyone. He never spoke ill to anyone. Always met you in the in the room with a smile and a cheerful, hey, how are you? You know, very, very enthusiastic and just a wonderful being. And I think I'll just end it with that. The 2017, that was my highlight is was having him on that. Uh, and it's no disrespect for any of those other speakers because there were some dynamite speakers, but he's the one that I really – yeah. Um, I think they'd all agree yeah. with you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Great lineup. Amazing. He's an amazing so, and then, person. And... Oh, yeah. This year's going to be fun. I'm telling you. Um, I switched gears because it was mostly uh, last year it was all presentations, and the year before it was presentations. Well, this year I thought, you know what, we're going to shift gears on everybody because a lot of time um, you'll sit and watch a presentation after a presentation, and pretty soon it's it's difficult. Um, to sit in that chair, you know, and because um, sometimes the material doesn't resonate with you. And a lot of people, and I'm sure Gunner's the same way, I believe you might feel the same way, Julie, but we're visual. We like to see pretty things. We like to see mm-hmm. colors and action, and that's why we have TV. That's why we have what we do. So this year I, I went a different route. I wanted to do a film festival and give people like Seth Breedlove and um, Lyle Blackburn and let, uh, Lancaster Film, uh, let these guys bring and premiere their movie on this stage. So instead of a presentation, they'll give a few minutes of discussion, but they get to showcase all their hard work on a film that they've made and worked so hard for. You get to visually see it, sit back, and enjoy it. So it's uh, it's just going to uh-huh. be a great weekend with some awesome films. Yeah, that's I'll cool. tell you that's- yeah, something di- completely different, and uh, and and to have the 
the filmmakers be there and give the context and the backstories and stuff. That'll be cool because I I think a lot of people yeah. have you know seen a lot of those those things, but it's it's completely a different experience having having the, the filmmakers there. So that'll be yeah, that's something cool to look forward to. Let me run through if you got a minute, I'll run through the the lineup. Bob Gimlin is co-hosting it. Um, he's he's the he's the grandfather of all Bigfoot, you know. Yeah. Uh, Roger Patterson and Bob were in the creek bottom in 1967, and Roger filmed that Bigfoot crossing in Bluff Creek. And uh, it, the two cowboys that were there, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Bob Gimlin is the only one alive today, and he's he's continuing the story and and bringing that story forward. And it's and he doesn't showcase it as it's all Bob Gimlin. He always acknowledges Roger Patterson and that it was him that was on the film on the camera and that Bob was there, you know, Bob never claims to have taken the film. He was just there present when it happened. And it's just an amazing thing. But he, he, Bob Gimlin is a co-host. I also have Adam Davis this year. Again, he's going to go over some of his latest findings. Lyle Blackburn is going to speak for a little bit and he's going to show one of his latest films. I mean, straight off the, uh, straight off the press. Um, Ken Gearhart will be giving a presentation. Um, Seth Breedlove will be giving a short presentation and um, premiering one of his films there, which is going to be kind of fun. Um, I don't know if you know who Stacy Brown Jr. is from Florida, uh-huh. but he has a yeah. eight film that he's just finishing up. He's going to do his presentation, just a short presentation awesome. on it, and then he's putting to, he has his film almost completed. So we're going to see this thing has never been seen before. Um, Stacy wow. Brown is doing his thing. So also from back east, I have the Ohio, the Night Stalkers, which is Mike Miller yeah. and Mike Feltner. These guys have been all over TV. These guys are just a, oh, yeah. they're a blast. They're just going to be a lot of fun. Yep. We're very um, familiar another, with them. They were on our show. And um, actually, their show is airing again August the 12th, in case anybody missed it. Um, the one that he did, they did originally, it was called Tear in the Woods. Uh, it's called yeah. um, The Haunted... Woods, I believe, something similar to that this time around. Be on Travel Channel, August the 12th. And, uh, yeah, those two have some killer audio that they're going to be presenting at your conference. Oh, those guys are so funny, too. I mean, I get along with them great. Um, so those guys those guys will be there. Another person that's coming is um, J.C. Williams. He's You don't hear a lot about him. He keeps He's a researcher. He's just an avid researcher and doesn't really hit the stage that often. But um, because he's just kind of a private guy, but he will also be there. He's going to do a um, just a presentation. Um, also, we have Bill and Amy Lancaster that are showing their film Cultured Bigfoot, and it's this. I've seen the film, and it's actually really cool because it's more about the not what they're finding. It's more about the people that are out researching. It's just a really great bunch of interviews of of uh, people and. You learn a little bit about their, you know, what motivated them, why they're, where they are, you know, how they got to where they are. Um, so they're they're going to have the cultured Bigfoot there. We have um, a local couple here. Um, Kyle Gibson lives here in Tri Cities, and then Mantra Freitas um, moved here just within this last year. Her and uh, Kyle will be doing a just a presentation. Um, as far as speakers go, the last speaker is. Um, Burstev, his name is Igor Burstev from Russia, 
And if mm-hmm. you watch some of the stuff that he's coming at, this guy has got some very, very interesting and dyna- dynamic information. So he's he's one of my yes, speakers as well. Yes, and he is hilarious. Yeah. He is a fun yeah, guy. And I tell you what, that's a hell of a lineup you guys got going on there. Oh, do but, you still but, have tickets more. available? I do. We still have tickets available for general public. We had a VIP um, uh, tickets. Those sold out pretty quick once I got those available. Um, there's no VIP tickets left, but there is uh, general admission tickets left. So if they want tickets, they can go on the, the site and get those. Um, but there's two more things I wanted to mention as far as speakers go. Sure. They're not speakers. These are two special guests. Um, one of my special guests is Michelle and she is a uh i'm sure you've all heard of um what is it uh art bell radio well michelle freed is the producer of art bell's late night radio program with it which is called yeah. midnight in the desert now she'll be here just to meet people and talk to people and hear their stories and and if you have questions for her she's going to be there so she's kind of a a great little um somebody to meet to be to, to kind of get to meet. But the showcase is another guy. I don't know if you remember the movie called Fire in the Sky, where the oh, yeah. loggers were outlogging Travis in the 70s. Walt? Yeah. Travis Walton. He was the guy that got out of the truck and was zapped. And um, the story goes that he was taken into that craft and um, taken to, and was gone. He was missing for five days. Meanwhile, the sheriff yeah. was interrogating the other guys in the truck. Well, yeah. Travis Walton will be here for all three days wow. to answer questions. He's got a book. So that's the one. And he seems kind of the oddball guy because he, he doesn't fit the whole Bigfoot genre. But I had an opportunity to get to have him here, and I thought, oh, heck yeah, because I got questions oh, well, yeah, for him myself. Yeah. Yeah, he has one of the most fascinating you know, so. stories that I've ever heard. Well, I want to that movie, creepy. No, I want to know if Bigfoot was piloting the UFO. I mean, we got well, people that are, you know, some people are, are leaning yeah, that, that, lean that way. So maybe, you know, maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe he saw Bigfoot up there. I'm not sure. One of the creepiest um, scenes in a movie I've ever seen is oh. in that movie where a needle is going towards his eye. So yeah, yeah <laughs> nobody likes the thought yeah. of that. That just yeah. that creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Thanks yeah, for that. The whole yeah. thing gave me <laughs> No, sweet night. dreams tonight, you guys. Sweet dreams tonight. <laughs> well, that's very, well, that yeah. very cool, Russell, that you have all of those wonderful speakers there and then the two bonus people. I mean, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's there's some – it should be fun. It's just going to be fun, and that's what I want. I, uh, people that come there, it's not about changing your mind. It's not about telling you, well, you should – you need to believe in Bigfoot or you don't need to be, believe in Bigfoot or any of it. It's about coming in, listen to what people have seen and, and hear their experiences. Come be uh, entertained and watch these shows. And then um, just enjoy yourself. Have a blast. Socialize and, and meet these people. Meet Bob Gimlin. Meet Travis Walton. Ken Gearhart and and uh, Lyle Blackburn and Seth Breedlove. All these guys under the same roof. What an opportunity. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and your and website is uh, www.internationalbigfootconference.com. 
com. If anyone's interested in going in there and and get some tickets that are still available. Um, now, do you do you have you heard anything about any lodging still available around that area? Yeah, if you call the the main um, they the uh, what am I trying to say? Spring Hill Suites will actually honor the price that they gave us. Um, for all the people that are attending, and you gotta you gotta figure, it, you can go on weekends, a Labor Day weekend, a guy could spend a lot of money on um, lodging. Um, Spring Hill mm-hmm. Suites is offering their rooms, and you've been there, uh, uh, Gunner. You you know they're nice rooms. You get a room nice. there with either two queen beds or one king bed, and those are one hundred and ten dollars a night. That's cheap considering you never have to leave the building. Because Spring Hill wow. Suites is attached to the conference center, so you never have to go outside in the heat. Um, they have a great continental breakfast, and the rooms are really, really nice. Speaking of such, Gunnar, are you coming? I am coming, Susan, oh. and I'm I'm dragging Susan and Jake along. We, I mean, we can't miss it. That's uh, one of the biggest uh, events on the West Coast. You know, you got this this one, and you got the the one up in Ocean Shores, and and those are really the two big events. Uh, and your, yours is, is different. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see this different this different format. Um, I I'm looking forward to it. So, I mean, that's Excellent. you know, one thing is the the different. Um, you go to these different conferences, and after a while, you're seeing the same uh, folks speak over and and and. Bigfoot, Bigfoot research isn't moving that fast. You know, I, I know the first year you brought in some folks that, that hadn't uh, been on the circuit per se, and uh, mm-hmm. that was nice to see some different faces. It's just I, I, I can't imagine it's it's hard to get people, you know, over and over again and, and what's involved. So the, so trying, you know, a different format, I think it's, it's a great idea, um, and I would encourage folks to – to come in and if you if you come to the International Bigfoot Conference, you'll get to meet one of the at least one of the Monster X hosts, and that'd be me. I don't know if Shane yet is, is coming yet or not. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it. This summer's been kind of crazy, so. But I hope that uh, Mr. Yeah. Corson will be there as well. But definitely, um, I'll be there, and I'll be doing uh, some Facebook Live feeds, and and I'll, I'll grab some of the the guests and stuff. Um, maybe even the the organizer will spend a couple minutes uh, talking to the, the Monster X Radio. I'll ask, I'll, ask, okay. I'll ask Bob if he wants to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll ask Bob if it's okay. If <laughs> Bob, may I speak? So yeah, sir. the one thing I want to uh, know, are you coming as a, are you going to be setting up a table or are you coming just as a guest to, to see you know, what's going on and just, I'm I'm still up in the air about that because I've I've done okay. a uh, I'm I'm really interested in uh, I like going sometimes and just being able to enjoy the the venue and the event and this one I really um, sounds like there's I, there's a lot of content or stuff going on that I I'd rather not miss so I'll uh, yeah there's a lot of moving I'll let parts you know this next week. yeah so okay. pretty yeah. cool yeah yeah. That's but I'll, awesome, I'll, have, I'll have Sasquatch. I'll have Sasquatch coffee in my trunk, just in case. You know. <laughs> 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 out of your trunk. I don't know what's going on. 
Hey, what's that guy doing out there? That's funny because there's been a couple times that I, yeah, I, I, I've shown up at at events and I, you know, as a just to participate and like, do you have your coffee? Do you have coffee? And like, come on. I mean, it's, I feel a little bit like a drug dealer, but it's. But, uh, <laughs> That's good. That's hilarious. Oh, the old, the whiskey cars, the cars. That's funny because Bob was telling me a story the other day about um, back in the day he got offered a job driving a truck. I'm sorry, not a truck, a car for the whiskey runners. <laughs> you know, they put the, the whiskey in the back of the, the trunk of the car. He said, yeah. have 40 gallons of white lightning and they soup up these cars and you got to be able to outrun the police and Life expectancy is about six months running, and and he said, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but he said some stories, man. It's amazing. <laughs> if if you haven't had the opportunity yet, listeners, um, Russ worked with Bob to to do a DVD of of uh, Bob's talking more about. You know, Bob is an interesting character outside of the you know minute that that the event at Bluff Creek. I mean, you get a chance to talk to Bob. He's, first of all, he's salt of the earth guy. I've never mm-hmm. seen him turn anybody away. Um, mm-hmm. He always has time for, he loves kids. He really likes the ladies. And, uh, but mm-hmm. he's, I mean, yeah. such, he, I mean, he's such a character and, and uh, fun, just fun to hang out with. Uh, he's, you know, so approachable and, and like I said, salt of the earth kind of guy. And, and he is helping with uh, putting on the event this year, so that's awesome. I mean, he's always been kind of an integral part of the the event. Um, anyway, I know that the first year that you there were there were folks as as seems to happen at any event, there were folks that couldn't make it for whatever reason. I know that Bob spoke then, and uh, so did Cliff Barrett yep. stepped in and and uh, did a presentation, and it was. Um, you know, you're you're making changes on your feet. So um, it was it, again. It it was pretty seamless. The whole uh, first year, I was impressed with how well things. You know, you didn't have things. Didn't seem like if if there were problems, you guys kept them under the in the background pretty well. So and yeah, you'll never was, see our problems. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, that's so, all. So I've got a couple guys like that that are sitting in the wings that say, look, I got a presentation ready. If you end up with somebody who doesn't show up, we're prepared. But I, I run, I'm a military guy, so I do things on a tight schedule. So what I did differently this year, especially for the vendors, is I have a couple hours. If you look at the schedule, the schedule, you'll see it's broken up with breaks. And a show that I, I, I allotted two hours for a show that I know is only 70 minutes. That way people can get up out of their chairs and go spend time with the vendors and socialize and talk and stretch their feet, um, stretch their legs, not their feet, whatever. <laughs> but they can, they can go what, have yeah. fun, you know? Mm-hmm. You can stretch out every body yeah, part you want to. Great. Absolutely. They're, they're, Maybe we'll do a stretching yeah. flex like we do at work. There you go. <laughs> Some little Pilates, Bigfoot Pilates. <laughs> hey, you might be onto something. So let's talk about some of your vendors. Who who are some of your vendors this year? I've got all different types. I've got a lot of people that are bringing um, soaps that are Bigfoot 
soaps and jewelry that's made Bigfoot jewelry. Oh. Jerry Hine will be there. He's got everything. Um, he's a he's a great vendor, but there'll be lots of little gifts and trinkets that have to you know Bigfoot related. Um, not everything there will be Bigfoot related. We got some T-shirt people there. I think Brandon is coming. He's doing my T-shirts for me this year. Um, you, if you know Brandon, he does all the. He's got a ton of T-shirts that he makes, so he's going to have a nice little display there. Jeff Byers will be there. He's our uh, creature replica hey. guy. He's, hey. And he's actually yep. going to yep. do a release. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this, but I think that he he was talking to me earlier about doing a limited release, and I know what he's bringing, and I know what it is, and it's pretty exciting, mm. but I can't give it away. But he's he's going to have a first-time release. There's only going to be a few made, and they're pre-orders, so um, some pretty significant mm-hmm. stuff coming from him. He's got some cool stuff coming. <laughs> oh, Jeff's a great cool. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, uh-huh. is that around the table... Uh, the first year there in the evening, we went out to one of the, the adult beverage places and sat with uh, Jeff and Wayne Barnes and and uh, J- Janet Bailey, Todd Neese, and Susan and I. We had a we had a great time. So yeah, it's 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 fun. Just I like to go and and be social and and see folks that I haven't don't get an opportunity to to see all the time. It's you know. And and there's there's some big putting information that goes on, and it's always fun to talk to people about their encounters. You find you know you run into folks that that you've never met before, and and they're open about you know what what the, their experiences have been. And and uh, Russ, I want to change gears a little bit. What what got you in, interested in the the Bigfoot, the subject of Bigfoot in the first place? Same as everyone else on the planet, it seems like. Um, when I was a kid, my parents took me to see this movie, and it was the Patterson-Gimlin <laughs> film documentary in a theater, and it was scary. It scared the crap out of me because they made the howling sounds, and they showed what looked mm-hmm. like a, a top head part. You know, it was kind of cool. But... So that's always kind of lingered in the back of my mind. My dad was fascinated by it, but he, he was one of those naysayers. Well, you know, if I've been in the woods my whole life. I'd have seen one by now. And I'm thinking, well, you know, dad's when's the last time you saw a cougar. Well, I've not seen a cougar. I said, well, we know they exist, right? So that argument really didn't get anywhere because dad's stubborn uh-huh. like me. It's kind of funny. but <laughs> So he's got um, seeing that film and just kind of going through the process of, of uh, watching – other people that do research, I started kind of looking into it a little bit, and I thought, well, if it's if it's a, if it really exists, how about if I do my own research? And what, how about if I start interviewing people? So I've been doing that since, and this is no joke, since I was in seventh grade, and I'm I'm almost a junior in high school now, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You're, I don't. Buddy, I don't. Buddy, you guys shouldn't be laughing. Senior. Yeah. Oh, 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 shots fired. So hey, I, I get stuff from the AARP, so I've been getting it for a few years now. So that yeah, that, tells, that tells you when you've arrived. That's yep. right. Yep. I didn't order this. Yeah. So, so, so. You didn't order what? You kind of broke up. 
Yeah, no, I I didn't order the AARP magazine, but it but it sort oh, of okay. generously started showing up a couple of years ago. So, but oh. uh, so you you saw the Patterson Gimlin film, and that that piqued your interest. Years go by, and you, I mean, I there was a time I was really interested in it as a kid, and and then got you know life takes over, and you're busy doing other stuff, and and uh, uh, when actually when the you know, uh, they invented the internet. Uh, I think it was Al Gore that did. Um, <laughs> shortly, I, found, I I actually got on a chat list that that uh, Matt Moneymaker was on uh, before he even oh. did the uh, the BFRO, and there was a bunch of people that talked Bigfoot. It was it was fun. So, um, and that then then uh, eventually I uh, got back on it after Matt had. Uh, Started the BFRO and became an investigator for the BFRO, and and for quite a while, and that was fun. And met a lot of great people. Um, I, I'm not doing that anymore, but uh, we have our own research group, and we have a specific area we like to go. Do you go out now nice. and, and actually do field research? Me? Yes. Yeah, actually, so I, I do. I still actively research, and I the last time. Um, Actually, I, I went out. We did a little bit of field research just recently. We went to we met. Uh, I don't know if you remember Ed Brown and Dan Lindholm from Big Truth. Oh yeah, these guys mm-hmm. are yeah. still very very. Dan's got a great area down there in some place below the state of Washington. I don't want to give anything away for him because he's right. he's done a lot of research and and he's really earned his way through. And he invited us to come down and and see his area and he and Bob I went off on my own side and kind of did my own thing and I let him and Bob and Ed go out and Bob set up a couple of trail cams and kind of just let them visit and have their fun for a while you know so that was the last time I was out doing um, research uh, and that wasn't that long ago but prior to that it was I've done quite a few different things with um, Adam Davis and he's the one guy that I understand. We understand each other pretty well when it comes to the way we do research and what we're looking for and how we do our business. Um, um, it's just we're just to the point. Go after it. We don't we don't howl. We don't beat on. You know we don't knock on the trees. We don't do any of that. We're what? covering ground. I know. I know. I know. How are you ever going to see a bigfoot <laughs> if you don't knock on a tree or or make a couple whoops? Bigfoot won't even know you're there. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you got to stir the pot up a little bit. I mean, the deer and the elk and the bears and the cougars don't know you there unless you speak their language. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, there's true. a lot I mean, of that's, cougars in this yeah. area here. You know, where I live, there's a lot of cougars <laughs> around here, but they're they're driving the brand new Mercedes. And, yeah, and I think you're right. Leave them alone. <laughs> what are you doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, comedy is half price today, worth every penny. I know. It's free yeah, today with this Buy one joke, get one free. So There you go. But um so you just got back you you uh this last weekend um and went to to the mm-hmm. film site. Let's talk about that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I I've been down there um and and visited the film site but I didn't get to do it with Bob. But uh, maybe next time, I, I'm sure my invite just got lost in the mail. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, after you called me a senior, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do. I tell you. <laughs> but I love your it hair. Was... Oh, well, Steve, mm-hmm. maybe you, maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> help, let you help me drive. <laughs> so I, there's some pictures that I wanted to get of Bob. I wanted to get pictures of Bob on location. And there was a couple things that I, I went down there with an objective. I have I, I do filming. I You know I've done some films and I'm finished. I, actually, I'll just throw this out there, a little segue. Um, Adam Davis's World Explorer film, I did that, and we are finished with that, and I'm waiting for the DVDs to show up, and those will become available at the IBC conference. Ooh, so, that's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. As a filmmaker, I, I figured film festival fits, right? So I took Bob to the site, and what I wanted to do was I wanted two things. I wanted to pick, get a DVD, or I'm, I'm sorry, DVD, where am I going with this? I wanted to film Bob on the river bottom walking by the water where, you know, where the, the fighting took place over 50 years ago. So there were a few people there, but they, everybody was very, very gracious and good enough to just say, I'd, I'd say quiet on the set, and everybody would just stop moving because the camera, it'll pick up everything, every sound. So I got to film Bob walking a couple times down on that bottom. And then I went down in the creek and I had Bob approach from the left and he walked the exact same path on the bank that Patty had walked. Uh-uh. So I have two things that I really wanted. One, him on the river bottom or the creek bed, and then the other one with him walking the same footsteps that Patty walked. And I took it was a couple takes to get that. Um, I just, I wanted it perfect. Uh, the, I think the first time I had him, I said, look, you got to come up to this point and just pause for a second, look out over the water and, and be, you know, just kind of do his thing. I said, but whatever you do, Bob, don't look at the camera. And the problem was <laughs> he forgot, he forgot that he was only supposed to pause for a little bit and then just turn and keep walking. He came and stopped at that area and just stayed there and stood there majestically with his walking stick and didn't move. And I'm, behind the camera and I'm waving to try to tell it, you know, kind of signaling to keep moving. And the thing was, he didn't look at the camera. So he didn't see me looking like a crazy <laughs> man behind the camera trying to get him to move. So, and that was, that was one of those beautiful moments where it's just, it was, it was great. It was just great. But we finally got the cut we were looking for. Um, Rowdy Kelly was down there. He's the one who actually uh-huh. walked us down and it took us about maybe close to 30 minutes to walk down. We just took it nice and easy. Bob handled it like a champ. You, he, he handled it actually better than some people in the group. And it was great to include me probably, but we got all the way down to the site. He, and you can see, he just, he, he light, he lights up and he's, he's looking and recognizing He goes, that tree right there, you know, and, and then he gets in the creek bottom and he's looking up and he says, yeah, this is, and then he went to a big tree that was very significant. And I, I kind of stayed back because Tate Hieronymus was there. Tate wanted to do a little, ask him a couple questions. So I stayed back and let Tate talk to Bob about this big tree. And um, it was just, it was neat. It was just a, one of those things where I wanted to, I got what I wanted and I was able to get Bob down there for other people to, a couple of the people to get what they wanted. And Rowdy Kelly took some drone footage while we were down there, Bob standing in the creek bed, he 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 just kind of came up, and you're looking at Bob, and then the drone just takes off straight up in the air. 
you know, several hundred feet up, and it just looks really, really cool. And then a couple of flybys on the on the creek bottom. So, um, and he passed that on to me, and he's allowing me to use that as well. So, we're exchanging information and you know swapping footage and pictures and everything else. But I never saw a man happier than watching Bob walking around down there and actually literally walking in the same spots. Wow. Well, what are you going to do with those clips? Is it going to be available on DVD or? I'm well. I'm finishing up my film with Bob, and it will be okay. on his. It'll be part film. of that. Great. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Is... You don't do a film with Bob without getting him on location, and I had to do that. Yeah. This is this is a follow-up. I mean, this is a different DVD than than the one that's. <laughs> you you did one with Bob, um, last year, and it came out at the the conference. And uh, can people still get that DVD? Yeah, any anybody who wants to get any, because Bob has pictures for sale, and we're getting ready to add more pictures to that um, bit. But he has pictures for sale and his DVD. The DVD is his is a two hour documentary. It's about Bob's life. And if you if you thought you've done a lot in your life, you watch that two hour documentary and you realize this man has been through everything. He's done so <laughs> much in his life. And that was what we released last year. The next film that we release will actually be, and this was more, I didn't, he didn't talk much about the Patty film during this documentary, just a little bit. He touched on it, but I wanted more, I wanted Bob. I wanted his life first. What we're doing now is the things that surrounded that event and what took place. And the thing is, is on this film, I am, I can't show the Patterson Gimlin film because that's Patterson's film. But I can tell Bob's story and what Bob saw and how he, his perspective and, and get Bob walking on that same path. And it was funny because when they finally showed the film in 1967, they put it on the screen, they showed it, and Bob's standing there watching it. He kind of upset a few people because he said, well, that ain't nothing. I saw way more than that. Well, people are seeing this little scope, what came out of that camera, what people saw, and Bob's had nothing in front of his face. He he took it all in and saw everything. Whereas Roger was trying to reposition himself. He, he, he said that Bob Roger actually fell down once. And so what we're getting, what we get to see on that, those few seconds of film is through a camera lens of a guy that was trying to hold it steady and keep himself, you know, and get this footage where Bob didn't have to deal with any of that. He literally watched uh-huh. it play out in front of him. So his, his what he saw and what he saw on the film was night and day. And, I, and I, he said, you know, people got a little sore with me over that because I said, well, that's nothing. That's not what I saw. And uh, kind of he, he <laughs> well, wasn't he wasn't poo pooing on the the film. He was, you know, um, he was just being honest, Bob. You know, so pretty cool. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting. I, I did see your um, clip of you and Bob when you was coming back and you were talking about Tate, and I saw some <laughs> things that the Bluff Creek Project had posted. Rowdy's part of that. You know, some of the uh, some stills that they had taken of the area. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, uh, you're Bluff, right. On Bluff Creek Project on Facebook, you can see that. That, and that's Rowdy, uh, some of his footage, 
Um, uh-huh. he, he, you know, he's pretty generous with sharing what he saw and what he, the pictures he took of Bob and everything, which was really cool. And for them to get Bob on there, you know, right there where they've done so much work, those guys literally made it, the trail down to the area, great. They made the area nice. They cleaned it, cleaned it up and, and made it uh, really, given it all the respect you can imagine by taking care of the, the Bluff Creek site. So yeah. a lot of hard and work they went into what those guys are doing. Get kudos, and and they don't uh, hear the recognition that they deserve out there, because they, you know, they're just flying under the radar doing what they do. Um, so kudos yep. to you guys out there at the project. Amen. Yeah, definitely Bluff Creek Project guys. Um, and I and I'm not singling out just Rowdy. I know there's several that go out there and really work that area, and and uh, make it nice. I, my hats off to all of you, and I, and I mean uh-huh. that all of you. It, it won't matter if you're the, if you're part of that and you're helping. And my and it's about respecting what took place, the historical event, and respecting Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Then then I I appreciate yeah. it big time. Yeah. Well, so we talked talked to IBC we've talked let's talk a little bit about about uh, your books I mean you're actually an author and I've I've read the first two books of of a promised trilogy um now waiting waiting impatiently for book number three but but really they were they're really good books I mean there's a lot of crappy band there's not very many that are like a pleasure, just a pleasure to read. The stories are great, the way that it's put together. You know, um, J.M. Bailey did the Eve trilogy, and those, I, the, these are, I, I put these on the same kind of level as J.M.'s books. They're really good reading. I mean, they're just entertaining. The, the story is very compelling. Um, you switched it up between book one and book two, which I didn't see coming, and left me hanging with big cliffhanger for book three, which, when is that coming? I guess the question in the public is people are calling me all the time asking, when's book three? When is Russell going to write the freaking book number three? So this isn't just me saying it's like hundreds of people are, are calling me all the time. And I'm just, I'm just passing the message. <laughs> the book, book number three, I've actually got all the chapters laid out. I've got quite a bit in each chapter. And the thing is, is I, I actually, um, I took, I, I, I worked full time at a job that requires my undivided attention and mentally it's very, very exhausting. I'm dealing with a nuclear site. So you're dealing with radiation and you're dealing with contamination and you're dealing with alpha, beta, gamma levels of, of what you can really handle and what you can't. That things. <laughs> it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> but there's, it's, it's very, very difficult to navigate through that in the daytime without coming home just wiped out. So on the weekends, when I have my weekends to myself, I have a daughter, a dog, and a wife that, um, you know, my family has to have my time. I, they're the most important thing in my right. life. So, and I've had to put the book a little bit on the back burner for a little while because I have this conference coming up. And I also took on the, the working on the Bob film. I've also took on 
working on Adam Davis's film. Now, but now that that's done, that took a little bit of load off. And then I'm also working on a, a, a whole nother film, which is fairly time consuming. And it's just between putting the conference together, juggling work and sneaking off on a weekend to Bluff Creek and that sort of thing. I hate to say it, but I've, it's kind of been on the back burner for a little bit. I have made a promise to my family and the people that have read the book. I've made a promise that once this conference is over, you got to give me a couple weeks, just resettle and reset time, but I'll sit down and I will complete that book over the next couple months. I've got it. I would say I'm close to halfway done. And it's, it's, it, that sounds like I've gone halfway and stopped. I've got so much in every single chapter. I have to go back in and just finish the details that come to mind that I want them. It, it has to be real. It has to feel real. And the texture has to be there. And there's some really heart wrenching um, chapters that I have to write. And I, I have to tell you, I, I don't like writing those because they break my heart. Because some, uh-huh. some of the stuff that I write is actually based on people I know and actual real-life events. That's why it's easy to be that kind of a writer. So well, That's interesting to me because the protagonist in, in the, the first book, mili- come home from the military, Montana, goes in the uh, – anybody you know, based on anybody that you know, <laughs> it, it sounds – it sounds like a guy that I've run into a couple times. That sounds I'm familiar. Just, it does sound a little I, bit I do know bizarre. a guy, a military guy from Montana. Uh-huh. And you know what? I've had so much grief over my characters, too. Because, you know, somebody, people will say, yeah, you base it on a military guy, and you act like, you know, you base it on as if it's you, and you're this, this tough guy. And I'm thinking, no, that's not it. It's a character. I base it on how I would react in situations, yes. And then some people love the characters that I have in my book with the, the creatures because I want them to be as realistic as possible. But the thing is, is I based my creatures or my characters in my book based on people that I know. And it's interesting that, I, that I've done it that way because I know how they would react in situations that I write in my book. So I'm able to, to, to react and stay consistent with how they are. And then you've always got the people that say, well, what about that female? You, you make it sound like you're all crazy and in love with her. It's, it's like you have to have something in a book that has a – if you have a book about nothing but muscly, brute, violent characters and tough stuff going on, there has to be a balance. You have to have the little – the cute little adorable baby or you have to have the, the female that – and it's because you make them so uh, human-like in their actions and in their behavior and in the way they walk and the way they stand, you have to make them realistic. So if you if you take your characters and you base them off of uh, the tough guy that I know that is the character Red, another tough guy, a, a t- super tough guy that I know that is Scarface, my female character in my book is literally based on a girl that I know and she's almost six feet tall and she's just very, very fit. And she has that, she, she just has that way about her. So I'm able to just kind of pretend that she's that character and I'm able to pretend that the, the Scarface is that guy and, and uh, red is this other guy and the older character and the younger, you know, playful children, you know, so it makes it, it, it evens all the pressure out. 
and some people will make fun of it, and that's fine. Make all the fun you want. It's okay. But um, I want you to be able to relate to what I'm seeing and what you're seeing in your mind's eye. And it has to be something that is either pleasing or um, uh, breaks your heart or makes you laugh or gets your emotions going or makes you angry. Um, book number three, Gunner, I'm going to tell you right now, book number three, you're probably going to want to smack me with it because I'm going to make you angry in that book. Well, there's been some heart-wrenching stuff in the first two books already, so I, I can't imagine what you're going to do to our characters, our favorite characters in book number three. Um, we need to talk before that goes to press. Um, there's some that, uh, yeah, yeah, so there's some that just can't, you know, have bad experiences. Um, there's been enough, uh, I, I'll have to read the, the first two books again before the the third one. But but in all seriousness, you 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 do a great job. Like one of the things that's it's fascinating in the idea of, of there being this this species out there that we know so little about, and and we you know one of the the biggest mysteries is is what is their their culture like? What is their you know what do they how do they act, spend their time when they're, you know, not running across the road or, or walking down Bluff Creek or whatever? I mean, when these, these as a, my good friend David Ellis, these human inter, intersections with, with these creatures that happen in brief periods of time. And your, your books go in to kind of cover that, look at what that might look like. And it's, it's just, it's, it's uh you know, just like any book, some they're for some people, other people, you know, other people can take them or leave them. But I, I really like like the first two books. It sounds like I'm not going to like the third book, uh, but only because I, I'll have to go through boxes of tissue. But uh, anyway, they're really good books. Where can people find the first two books so they can get ready? Because it sounds like book number three. You know, I know you're really busy guy, blah, blah, blah. The book number three needs to be priority one after after Labor Day. I so by Christmas, um, if somebody's looking for a Christmas present for me, this would make a really good one. Book number three, and what is what are the the titles of these books, and where can people find them? Yeah, um, I have a website called and it's uh, RussellVictorAcord.com. It's it's all one big long word. R u s s e l l v i c t o r a c o r d. And the books can be found on Amazon. Um, the first book is Footprints of a Legend, and that's the one uh, that was just the kind of kicker book. That's where you get started. Uh, and the second one is Bigfoot and the Tripwire, which takes kind of takes a takes off from the the first one, so you kind of get that continuity. The third one, which I'm finishing up, which I, I Gunner, I'll keep working at. I, you got my word, is uh, Bigfoot of the Bitterroots. And the three books have a just they're just a pencil sketch on the front of all three books. The first one is Scarface, the second one is Red, and the third one is Blue Eyes. And you'll if you've read book number one, you'll know the characters by the look on the books. So oh. they're. The uh, but on Amazon, if you look under Russell Victor Acord, or you look under the titles of the book, which would be Footprints of a Legend or Bigfoot and the Tripwire, you'll find them and and uh, you'll be able to access them that way. But on my webpage on International Bigfoot Conference, 
at the very, very bottom of that page, it says Bigfoot links. There's one link, and yeah. it says Footprints of a Legend, and that'll take you directly to it. Right on. And I give yeah. Russ a hard time, but I really did. I he 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 did a good job on on these books. So if you haven't read them, I would would uh, encourage you to go to Amazon or to the IBC website. I know we're getting close to uh, running out of mm-hmm. time. We've got about five minutes left. So Russ, is there anything that you want to share with the Monster X audience while we got you for a couple more minutes? <laughs> um, just a couple things. I would I would love to see. Anybody who has an interest in seeing these films and meeting these dynamite uh, speakers and filmmakers, to come meet them. It's not about me. It's about them. The whole We're setting a stage for these guys to shine and, and for you to meet them and make them accessible. Um, come meet Bob Gimlin. He's, he's going to be there with just uh, with a friendly handshake for every person that, that wants to meet him. He's, he's just there. Come meet Travis Walton. I mean, that guy has got a story that will blow your mind. He's um, I, I, myself, I can't wait to sit in the room with him and just pick his brain. You know, I love that he accepted the offer and I got him up here. So that was kind of a cool deal. If you're a Bigfoot researcher or if you're a researcher of any type, um, there's going to be people that will um, not understand why you do the research that you do. And they might not always agree with, with your findings or your ideas and that sort of thing. But I got to tell you, whether you're looking for Bigfoot, you're looking for cougars or bull elk or pictures of that sunset on the perfect, you know, rugged ridge with the pine trees and everything in the background, the best thing is just to keep at it. You're doing something that is healthy. You're in the most beautiful environment possible, the most oxygen-rich environment possible, and you're you're experiencing nature. And I grew up in Montana, and... You take those moments and you enjoy it. You get the heck out of the city. You get away from the cell phone. You get away from the car. And you go embrace what's out there because that's a, that's a resource that is, is slowly dwindling. And grab it while you can and, and eat it up. So research away. Go see what you can find. Go enjoy what you can. Get your snapshots. Get your research. And don't, don't look back. Uh, if somebody says you're wasting your time, uh, they're wasting your time arguing about it because you need to just keep going. So keep it up, people. Yes, couldn't agree more. Yeah. so. So, again, if you're interested in attending the International Bigfoot Conference, coming up starts on August 31st, runs through the weekend. Come meet Bob Gimlin, Russell Accord, all these authors – Lyle Blackburn and, and Seth Friedlove and Monster X Radio host Gunnar Monson come to Yay. to uh, Kennewick, Washington, and uh, yes. there's tickets of, get tickets while they're still available. I know towards the end of these events, a lot of times there's a big rush and and you could get shut out. I mean, it's possible, you know, uh, you might not get in the door. We fire marshal says it's full. You're yeah. SOL, so right. and that's Sasquatch yeah. out of luck. So. Um, and that's at the Three Rivers so, Convention Center, like Washington, right. everyone, so you know. Yeah, in the tri Great venue. It's a, it's a beautiful facility, yeah. Yeah, great venue. So come hang out. Let's have a beer, uh, and uh, we'll see you up there for sure. That's that's a. I'm excited to to like see the context of these. 
I've I've watched a lot of these guys' shows already. I know Bill Lancaster. We've we've chatted, so um, he's got another uh, documentary coming up. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So fun fun stuff, and I've and I've seen uh, his first one. It's just good stuff, and you get to come watch watch these uh, documentaries and and films mm-hmm. and. Uh, Nobody doesn't like Seth Breedlove and, and Small Town Monsters. I I love their stuff. Um, they they do it the right way. Um, it's it's fun to see somebody handling these subjects uh, with seriousness and professionalism, with re- excellent editing and and they've just gotten better as as they've done more films. So, yeah. Um, Julie, you got anything? Well, I just, you know, want to encourage people to if you if you're out in that area, I would definitely say go to this thing because it's going to be I wish I was able to attend it. What? Unfortunately, this year no, I cannot, but I should probably make plans to do it next year if you guys are going to do it next year, Russell. Hint, hint. Mm. Do it next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> do another one next year. Um yeah, the International Bigfoot Conference and Film Festival, you guys, definitely want to check it out. I want to thank Russell for taking time out of his busy schedule. I know that you've been very, very busy. Uh, thank you for joining thank me. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, I, I appreciate thank you it. for popping in with me here. Um, we will definitely be bringing you another Monster X radio show in the near future, we have some special surprises coming up for you. Also, if you not, have not, <laughs> if you have not, <laughs> he's like, what? Uh, you just don't know it yet, Gunner. Um, if you have not joined the Monster Exclusive, I would suggest you do that because we have a lot of really cool things going on behind the scenes that only our exclusive members um, have access to, and you can do that by going to our website, Monster X Radio. Click on Get Exclusive. We have some good deals running right now. You can check them out there. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for joining us and supporting Monster X Radio. And until we meet again, keep it squatchy. Right thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep, see you soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.